stingy or dusty Anything ragged or rotten or rusty Yes, I love trash If you really want to see something trashy, look at this Throw it in the trash Throw it in the trash Check, check One, two, one, two Microphone check It's the MMD In the place to be The home studio With double dogs So I got the fan on Welcome to a new prototype podcast I'm calling Rapper's Delight. Why Rapper's Delight? Because I'm going to look at hip-hop songs uh, considered the greatest or the best or noteworthy hip-hop songs uh, throughout time. Kind of like what Jason's doing on In Your Ear Holes uh, with the 100 best songs, but specifically focused and trained on uh, the hip-hop genre. Why hip-hop? Well, I've done a number of hip-hop podcasts, or related podcasts, where I've gone on to talk about hip-hop, specifically that podcast, and I've only been 75% correct when I've given a recommendation or when I've mentioned something so, I've actually, um, I'm trying to make, I'm trying to pick up the props without making sounds that'll let you know what's going on. Um, I've got some books, yep, some texts. I'm going the other way. Uh, Jason's got his aggregate list of online sources. I've got hardcover books. Um, so in preparation for this, I've been reading... That was a weird mouth sound. I got a lot of phlegm, so it's probably just making me sound like wheezy. Um, so in part of discussing this list of influential hip-hop songs, uh, the required reading, I guess, is Chuck D presents This Day in Rap and Hip Hop History, uh, with a foreword by Shepard Ferry, a famed graffiti artist. This gives a uh, more in-depth, encyclopedic breakdown. So this is going to be the comprehensive text uh, in terms of hip hop history from uh, 1979, and we'll get into that in a bit. up until, I'm pretty sure it goes up until 2016, 2017. 2016, 2015, 2015, no, 2016, 2016. Up until 2016, and then I have another another textbook. Um, The Rap Yearbook by Shea Serrano, forward by Ice-T. Uh, illustrated by Arturo Torres. This kind of breaks down the best songs year by year. Why best songs? Because the forward mentions that it is kind of arbitrary to pick this song versus this song um, as any other criteria except for what they argue is 
the quote unquote best song um, because the criteria changes depending on what uh, you want to look at as the most influential, the most popular, the most banging, the most, the greatest, um, the most historic, you know, it, it, it changes. So this is not like the best albums of all time uh, in hip hop, which could be very quantifiable as well. This is just literally the best and then each chapter takes one song and makes the argument for why it's the best song of that year and then there is a rebuttal paragraph uh, for each song written by somebody else. So Shea Serrano, I was uh, turned on to his work by uh, Valerie Hunter on Twitter. Uh, she's into sports, so I had no idea what um, The Ringer and Deadspin and all that stuff was because I don't sports. I don't sports, okay? I don't sports. Don't look into the grammatical structure of that sentence. I don't sports. Whatever you think, appreciate, play, I don't. I don't. Anyways a gas station we passed, and we went on to the point. So, this podcast, Rapper's Delight, so part of it is discussing the history's uh, most sort of hip, like sort of influential, sort of best, sort of greatest songs uh, through the years kind of to atone for how uh, wrong I've been as my role in it, as an expert. So I've got books, and then the other half of this is, it's called Rapper's Delight, because I'm gonna eat candy each episode based on the, the song. So, this might only work for one episode because this is, as a concept, was really pitched on one song. But the first song we're gonna look at is Rapper's Delight. And the first candy I'm gonna eat is Gobstoppers. Why? Because, first of all, I think Rapper's Delight is a crappy song. It's not my favorite song, it's not my most, I don't think of it as the most, like it's a good song, it's a party jam, but it's not the most influential song of 1979. Um, or even, like, it's the first hip-hop song, but because it's first does not necessarily mean it's good. Um, historic doesn't necessarily equal quantity. So, Rapper's Delight, first of all, my first problem with the song is that it's like 15 minutes. Uh, in the 15 minutes, the, the reason why I have one of the texts, the uh, rap yearbook, is that it argues it's the most influential song of 1979. But 
Here are a breakdown of the lyrics that go on during the song. I should probably start. I have no idea what happened there. Um, just decided it was going to stop uh, recording and forward to the top of the playback head, head of the play, the top of the file. Let's say top of the file. Um, anyone who knows audition is that there's a feature that you can put that makes a circle back to the top. Um, but this just decided it was going to highlight everything so that I couldn't get to where I needed to be and then um, stop. So there's an abrupt. So let's start by playing the song and we'll discuss. first problem with Rapper's Delight is that it's like 15 minutes long. Pretty sure it's 15 minutes long. It's, if it's not 15 minutes long, it's got 15 verses. It's a long ass song. It goes on forever. I don't want it to actually forward in the playback, so we're going to have to be very careful. Now what you hear is not a test. I'm rapping the 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 about this guy. Check it out. I'm the C A S N, the O V A, and the rest is F L Y. You see, I go by the code of the doctor of the mix. And these reasons, I'll tell you why. He spells out another rapper's name. You see, I got more clothes than Muhammad Ali, and I see. So vicious me. I got bodyguards. I got two big guns. I definitely ain't the whack. The Sugar Hill Gang were like manufactured rap group. Um, the record executive woman, so that's at least that's good. Pioneer. She decided Oh, Sylvia Robinson. She decided rap was the sound that was going to save her failing record album. Or record label, and for a for, for in a sense it did. But there's the biting of lines. There's the fact that it's 14, 45 minutes. They talk about super sperm. Then the other guy comes on, talks about super sperm again. So, let's get to the eating part because I haven't actually eaten. Just like gobstoppers. This. Stupid song goes on forever. 
And I'm going to tell you all the things they talk about. Because they break it down at different points. So it's 43 seconds. You have the famous line, now what you hear is not a cast I'm rapping to the beat. Okay, fine. Then, a minute 31 seconds, I got more clothes than Muhammad Ali. Pretty good brag. Cool. However, let's keep going. Um, the women fight for my delight at 5 minutes and 32 seconds. Interesting. Then here is the first mention of super sperm. But I can bust you out with my super sperm, 645. Then it gets like weirdly introspective. Like there's a lot, there's a time to laugh and there's a time to cry at 11, 10. And then on 11.42, I didn't bite not a goddamn word, which, you know, that's clearly a lie. He spells out Grandmaster Kaz, Sonova. And the urban legend or the theory or it's pretty well verified that he borrows a book of rhymes wholesale and just put it in there big bank hank so it's funny that he says that he doesn't bite anything but 12 minutes 43 seconds there's farrah fawcett without her face which well i don't even know what that means nine minutes there's like dracula without his bangs which kind of lame and then you know like there's classic lines like seven minutes 17 seconds if your girl starts acting up then you take your friend This song, if you look at it in terms of the lyrics, it's kind of like they were paid by the verse. Pretty nonsense. Historic, yes. Um, Party Jam, sure. Best song of 1979? I wouldn't say that. So, unless we're still playing the song, I want to play what I think is the best song of 1979. This is where he steals Lois Lane from Superman and calls him gay. Another low light of the song. I go do it, I go do it, do it, do it, and I'm here, and I'm there. 
So, while I do agree with Chuck D, like it belongs in the rap encyclopedia, I would never, I would never question the knowledge of the great Chuck D. But that song, that song of 1979, is like the gobstopper of hip hop. Just goes on forever. Not really. There's not, not much point to it. On the left, your kid trying to get the most out of their candy. Or you're a DJ who needs to take a shit. Then you got 14 minutes and 45 seconds to run to the bathroom. Like, I'm trying to bite these candies. So I can have some dental problems so I can get out of listening to this song. These aren't the Bob Copter that turn trough. They're the original one. But there's three guys. Manufactured, put together, borrowed rhymes, nonsense raps, 1445. This song will finish, you'll be done with the party, you'll be home by the time this song finishes. Like this Wonder Mike verse that's just comparisons, not very useful, doesn't really serve a purpose. Like Dracula without his fangs is kind of lame. Is he saying he's lame? Who, who's lame? This other guy. This, I guess competition. I, I lost the point as the song goes on forever. There's a time to laugh, there's a time to cry. And that's somewhere in this song because your whole life will have lapsed. And your friend says, man, there's plenty of food, so keep house some more on your plate. But while the sticky food steaming, your mind starts to Now you're at a party eating food. And then you look at your plate, and your chicken's slowly rotting into something that looks like cheese. Oh, so you say, that's it, I got to leave this place, I don't care what these people think. I'm just sitting here making myself nauseous with this ugly food that stinks. Oh, so you bust out the door while it's still closed, still sick from the food you ate. And then you run to the store for quick relief from a bottle of K.O. Pectate. And then you Oof. call your friend two weeks later to see how he has been. And he says, I understand about the food, babe, but Bubba, we're still friends. Oh, with a hip hop, the to the hip and a hip. Okay, I guess it's his friend's party. And he got indigestion. Why don't you just go, like, before, what kind of crappy food are you going to bring to bring my hot sauce or something? I go to the holes and then ring the bell because I am the man with the client. 
She's the best rapper slash pizza man. Uh, but from six years old, he was stealing these raps from Grandmaster Kaz. I guess. Because they are wholesale ripped. I couldn't take any more of Rapper's Delight. I'm at 11 minutes and four seconds. I never promised I would listen to all of the songs. So let's get back into this. I'm gonna eat more candy. So, I'm gonna polish is that I'm gonna deliver this while eating this candy. So, as I said, every one of these songs has a counter-argument song. So please, let's get into I have to agree with Paul Cantor. Rhyming and Rapping by Paulette and Tanya Winley. Far better song than Sugar Hill Gang's Rapper's Delight, also from 1979. Let's get into it. It's got like the early rap, lyrical style of braggadocio raps that are more story. Everybody rocking the mic, you see. My brother against them, my sister sweet tea. And all I did was listen to them and dance. Then finally I said, hey, it's my chance to rock the mic, to make you high. I show you that. They're backed by the, hun the Harlem Underground Band, the house band for their dash, record label. So you got the nepotism or the, the forced beginnings. I argue, and I challenge you, tell me that this is not a better song than Rapper's Delight. If Rapper's Delight is a gobstopper, this is like a nice chocolate. You eat it, you enjoy it for a little bit, it lingers a little bit on your mouth, and then it's gone. It doesn't overstay its well. 5 minutes, 25 seconds. And it's funky. Another song from 1979 that would be not as good. And classic. Not as household classic mainstream as Rapper's Delight is, is uh, Spoonie G's Spoonie Rap. Shaman squeezer, a hell of a love bug, and you know 
classic funk. Not as fucking played out. That's rapper's Okay, let's get Spoonie Rap. Spoonie Rap. 1979. I'm trusting YouTube. You say a one for the trouble, two for the time. Oh, come on, y'all, let's rock the... Oh, yeah, shit, y'all. Freak, freak, y'all. I fuck the beat, y'all. You might know Spoonie G. Hip-hop pioneer. From the Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Theme. That rap. Independent hip-hop pioneer Spoonie G. Another classic sample. You may not recognize the song, but you probably recognize some of the elements. Well, this song has been sampled quite a bit. At the very least, the front part, too. You can't have, like, a video DJ set without something Still a very lyrical, story-driven rap. Seven minutes and three seconds. Much louder. Turn that louder longer than all that But not 14 fucking minutes.
every episode, have our new year, a new candy, and talk about the song's influence on the hip-hop culture. So between the hip-hop yearbook, which goes up to 2014, and the Chuck D encyclopedia, the fact that it's written by Chuck D and it goes up to 2016, I feel like the two sources, maybe I'll have to dip into some online sources, but between that and my own research, we should be able to hash out the best songs of each year. I don't want to tie myself to a specific format, but we'll keep doing it as I keep figuring out the episodes and the candies that go along with it. So, so for 1979, and Godstoppers, I'm Another one is in the books. One for the trouble, two for the rhyme. Um, I don't know. I don't know what rhymes with rhyme. Lime? I've run out of time. There we go.